Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? It's time once again for the What's Your Weird Story podcast, your weekly podcast of choice for true stories, unusual stories, amazing stories, bizarre stories, uh, often hilarious stories, and uh, hard to explain kind of stories, all true and told by the people who lived them. It's exciting every week joining you, Weirdsville, as we do and introduce you to new friends. But before we get to that, I'm going to introduce you to my old friend here, the Smiling Sensei, Mr. Barry Johnston. Hello, Barry. Hello, Professor. How are you, sir? I am fine. Thank you very much. And I failed to introduce myself. Adam, the (coughs) Professor. Beebe. I am uh, Adam Beebe. A.K.A. the professor, um, and uh, that's 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 who we are. How you? What's going on, Barry? What's new? What's the what's the, what's the uh, shiz? I'm 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 looking for a car, uh, and I hate oh, yeah? oh I hate buying cars. I hate it with a passion. It may be like maybe the second thing in life that I hate the most. Uh, so really? yeah, so yeah, so I'm doing that. I just don't. I. I and listen, I love my car salesman friends. We all do. We all do. But mm-hmm. <laughs> regardless of how well you know somebody or how easy the process is, looking for a car just kind of sucks. Because uh, you're hoping you get the right one, you know. Because, uh, look, you know, there are great makes and models and years to buy cars. But sometimes you just mm-hmm. have a piece of shit. It's just a, came yeah. off the factory line that way, you know. Yeah. Uh, so... Anyway, that's what I'm doing. Does that sound exciting? That's exciting. What kind of car are you looking for? I don't know. Maybe a s- small SUV or something that gets decent gas mileage. I'm going to be driving okay. quite a bit. So something like that, maybe. I don't want to get a car. I just don't like being low. I don't I don't like, yeah. you know, cars too much. Um, so, yes. yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm shooting might for. I, might I recommend a... Yes, please. Minivan, a minivan. Yes, I've thought about the minivan. Actually, Dude, I'm telling you, look, yes, I yes. am. I don't have kids, yep, um, yep. Um, but I have had several minivans. Dodge Caravan is my brand. Um, I like them. They're typically very reliable. Yeah, um, I've had trouble with a couple, but comparatively, you know, that's it's not that bad because yep. I mean they're both high, high mileage and everything. I, yep. I put a lot of miles yeah, yeah. on Dodge Caravans. Yes. Um, so you know the sports car is for the uh, for and men typically I will say the sports car is you know the middle age crisis or the uh, Peter Pan syndrome kind of vehicle and of course the 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 big truck with the big wheels and all jacked up and the the metal testicles hanging down yes. why you would want to put the testicles on a inanimate object show them show them that's just you know that's uh, I mean look. 
it's a little bit of overcompensating i think okay you know yeah i would agree um you know it's it's <laughs> I would you know agree. but when you're a man who drives a minivan uh that tells the world that you're perfectly fine yeah there's no compensating absolutely <laughs> absolutely that's uh be- i mean beautifully said beautifully said so. Couldn't agree with you more. And they're a comfortable I mean, it, ride. They're a comfortable. Dude, let's, let's get real. They're comfortable, right? Absolutely, dude. And now the newer ones where you don't have to take the seats out, you just fold them into the gr- yes, ground. Yes. Or into the floor of yes. the minivan. Huge improvement. Uh, by the way, by the way, Dodge Dodge Caravan, if you either want to sponsor the show uh, or, yes. you know, supply us with uh, yes. new models, yes. that'd be great. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, you, yeah, you can lay those down on the ground. You can put all sorts of, you know, stuff yep. in your back. Yep. You could put a little, you know, inflatable mattress back there and camp in it, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You can, you know, it's it, they're great. They're very versatile. Um, and, you know, uh, sexy is just, I mean, it's just it's 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 the understatement oh oh absolutely the sex appeal is the versatility if you will it's the thing that that women understand it's like a pheromone car they understand that the man driving the minivan is potent absolutely um, either has children or can be a viable supplier father genetic material oh absolutely create those children and be a father. So absolutely, um, spread that seed, my friend. Yes, that's right. Uh, so you know, um, so um, hard, hard to hard, hard to up that one, dude. That was uh, I'm so beautiful. Lonely, so. But yeah, please, <laughs> please Dodge Chrysler, whoever. Uh, please, yeah, let, let's let's get in touch. You know, let's let's make a deal, as it were. So anyway, uh, aside from all that business, are you ready for? Are you, yeah, <laughs> are you ready for a couple of more curveballs? Because we've got a great guest on. She's got some curveballs, and they're interesting stories. And we touch on some things that we haven't had the opportunity to touch with mm-hmm. with other people because she's from a, a area of our country that uh, is interesting. Yes, indeed, a very noteworthy uh, in um, you know uh, fairly recent uh, or you know contemporary history, uh, depending on how far back you look at that. Anyway, within our lifetimes, yeah, um, a huge event. But but uh, today's guest is Amy, and she is joining us uh, from Waco, Texas. Pause for dramatic effect, and uh, <laughs> we've got we had a great conversation with Amy. Started off one place, we hopped around. She's had an interesting life. She's done all sorts of interesting things, um, and she's here to uh, share those with us. So, Amy, thank you for uh, joining us uh, from deep in the heart of Texas. All right, PP, we. Oh, that hurts. Amy, thank you for joining us. Yeah. But you know what? I'll cheer us up hearing Amy's stories. Yes, true. Amy, thank you for joining <laughs> us. We'll get there to you eventually, Amy. <laughs> Hold on. One more. Amy, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? So I was about two or three, and I woke up in the middle of the night, 
And I walked down our hallway and sat in this chair that I always said was my favorite chair in our living room. Um, I lived um, in the Waco area. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember I looked across the living room to the sliding glass door. And there was a girl on the other side of the sliding glass door. And she had really long, stringy hair. And both of her eyes, I know not everybody will be able to see this, but both of her eyes were down like this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like you could see the blacker, the eyes, like the lower eyelid, I guess, yeah, was down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it was very creepy. She had the same shirt as me. Wow. But that was it. I mean, nothing else about her was like me at all. And she walked through the sliding glass door. And as she's walking towards me, she says, I'm the bitty lady. I'm the bitty lady. Yeah. Um, Whoa. I literally have chill buns again yeah. for me. <laughs> I, I got them too. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so it's, of course, scared me. I ran down the hall. I jumped in bed with my grandmother. I was so scared. And it stuck with me my entire life. You know, I have an aversion to sliding glass doors now. Uh, and, understandable. Uh, yeah. It, and if I have any kind of house with a sliding glass door, it's got to be covered and, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. But when I was a senior in high school... I was home after school one day and I was watching Oprah mm -hmm. and there were some child psychologists on Oprah and they were talking about nightmares that children have. And they said the third scariest nightmare was a black hooded figure called the bitty lady. Really? Whoa. Yes. Here's the thing though, y'all, this is the craziest thing. I, I was telling my coworkers about this because I told them, you know, I'm going to be on the podcast. And so, so I was telling them about it. And a few years ago, you couldn't find anything online about it other than my story that oh, I wow. had um, like blog back in the day. Now you don't find my story, but you also don't find anything about a nightmare with a bitty lady, nothing. Wow. And so it's just, I don't know. It, it's really scary to me. It has stuck with me forever, obviously 40 plus years. Yeah. That's Did, see, I've never, I'd never heard me neither. the bitty lady, No, but that's freaky as all get out. I know. And I mean, imagine you're two or three years old. Yeah. Yeah. Was she solid? Yes. Wow. And she, how how old did you say she looked? She was probably about the same size as me. So, okay. Okay. you know, I mean, she was maybe a little bit taller than me. Okay. But, like, I can still see her like she's standing in front of me right now. Wow. Did you tell your grandmother what you saw? Oh, my gosh. I told my whole family. I was screaming running down the hall. <laughs> and they never, so, they never saw anything like that? They never did. Wow. Ever. That's freaking I weird. know. Sometimes they give me a really hard time about it. You know, oh, 
here comes the bitty lady, you know, my yeah. nephew loved to give me a hard time about it. But that's awfully young to make a story up like that. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, I have tried so hard. I'm like, was it a nightmare? Was it a a dream? You know, what was it? But literally you will not find anything online at all about a nightmare with a bitty lady. That is so interesting. Well, I'm, the word bitty. See, now I don't this is why I don't think that uh, a 2-year-old made it up because like the the word bitty is a slang. It's a kind of lesser word uh for for like for like bitch um or like well usually it's like an old bitty you know like a mm-hmm. mean old mean old lady um uh but like i you mean i doubt you would have heard that as a little kid right and made it to connection with that but you know uh, with link two things together but still the description and walking through the door and or the yeah the glass door is very yeah, that's yeah. just man yeah, yeah that that's what was so creepy to me and the fact that like her eyes were like permanent like she wasn't holding them down yeah. they were just like that they were just like that oh. yeah, yeah. remember when we were kids we would do that where we like you know you'd pull like you pull your uh-huh. you could pull your yeah. eyelids down like that. We had some friends that could flip the eyelids inside <laughs> out on top. Oh. Do you remember Dusty Jackson would do that? Yep. That was freaky, yep. man. Yeah, I could never. I he never could, attempted nor ever would ever try. He could flip them, and then, like, they would stay like that. Like, oh, oh it was gnarly. Yeah. But that would be freaky to see as a kid, man. I mean, that's like, it's a reminder. Of, it reminds me of, like, a melting face or something like that. You know, like, that mm-hmm. kind of a look. Yes. You know, I told my my now ex-husband about it, you know, and he was like, it, it had to be a demon. It had to be a demon. And uh-huh. I'm like, I don't know what it was. All I know is I, I've i never seen it again. Uh-huh. I've never heard about it again, ever. I mean, I, I like I've been on Jim Harold. I told Jim Harold my story, you know, mm-hmm. but like you, I've never heard anybody else say anything about the same thing. Yeah. Have you... Have you had any other encounters like that in throughout your life? Nothing like that. Um, I I've been a big paranormal junkie. Yeah, probably because of that mm-hmm. <laughs> my whole life. Okay, yeah. Um, and I did have a really interesting um, thing happened. It was a couple years ago, I guess. Okay. Um, uh, uh, maybe about a, a little over a year ago. Um, so, I mean, I guess cat's out of the bag. I live in, in Waco or mm-hmm. in the Waco area. Yep. And I did a walking haunted tour of downtown Waco. Okay. And um, there was a tornado here. I can't remember if it was 53 or 54, but it was like an EF what would now be considered an EF5. Wow, it was okay. a five tornado. Wow. Yeah. Um, it killed a lot of people, um, damaged a lot of downtown. And my grandfather um, was in the tornado. And he worked in a tailor shop. And it's really cool. I have a picture of the tailor shop after the tornado hit, like right after in my office. Okay. So it's really cool to be able to see that. But, um, we were walking by the Alico building, which is 
the big building in Waco. If you've ever been to Waco, you'll see it. It's the tallest building and it's right off of 35. Yep. And <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the guy that was the, I guess, leader of the tour, um, tour guide, I guess, uh, was saying there is a ghost here that always interacts with people that come on our tour. And her name is Mary. And so I was holding an EMF detector and he's talking about the tornado. Well, it just so happened that exactly where we were standing was exactly across the street from where the Taylor shop was. Wow. Mary was in a building that was two store, two doors down from the Taylor shop. And she was actually killed in the tornado. Oh, wow. And so he kind of gave a little bit of a blurb about the tornado and everything that happened. And so me holding the EMF detector, it's like quiet. No, you know, everybody's kind of talking amongst themselves. And so I just said, hey, Mary, did you know so-and-so, my, you know, my grandfather's name? And the EMF detector lit up all the way for like five seconds. I was like, y'all just see that? (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. It was really cool. Is your your grandfather still around by chance? Uh, Died when my mom was six. Oh, okay. Met him. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was going to say that would be amazing to be able to backtrack that and see. Oh. Yeah. But it was crazy. I mean, because I said his, you know, first and last name. Did you know Mm -hmm. him? And. Yeah, it lit up, and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, did y'all just see that? Like, that really just... (laughs) (laughs) Did you have any other uh, uh, readings during that tour? No, not really. I mean, you know, the EMS detector went off a few times. I mean, Waco is considered a pretty haunted area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so it went off a few times. I wasn't carrying the EMS detector the entire time. Okay. So... It was, you know, we just kind of passed it off between people. There was probably 30 people in our group. Wow. And okay. Five of the EMF detectors. Wow. So um, it was just luck that I was holding it right at that exact moment. Yeah. yeah. That question and being literally right in front of where That's his shop cool. was. Is that like yeah. a walking tour? Uh huh. Okay. I like yeah. those. I like those. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And so, you know, and I've I've seen things, you know, in the past and heard things, but to actually see something like that, and it could have just been, I, I could have been standing next to an electric something, who knows? Sure. Just right then. Sure. Yeah. 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 Just if, if it was some other false or other reading of a, of a, of a magnetic field, it was just incredibly serendipitous you know uh, that at the exact moment that you uh, you know try to make contact that it yeah you know the that the response happened you know if if it was independent of you know interaction from mary right you know, that's just you know as as uh, probably as astronomically you know numerically to the chances of I'm not a, I'm not a math person, but I would say that it's pretty outstanding. Probably about the same as you know. Also, you know, contacting Mary, so you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've, I I got to ask you this because you're mm-hmm. from Waco. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, about the Branch Davidians and David Koresh. Yeah. <laughs> huh? I said, of course you're going to ask me yeah. that. I mean, Chip and JoJo, but, you know. Yeah, I just didn't know, like, what's the feel around that whole thing around Waco? Do people talk about that? Did you know any of those folks that were involved in that? Um, I, You know, lots of questions. I did not personally know anyone. When it burned down, I think I was 13, 14. Yeah. It was yeah. in seventh grade. I remember that. Yeah, um, that's about right. Yeah, and so... I, I personally did not know anybody. I remember that, um, you know, of course it was a big thing. And anytime I went anywhere until about 10 years ago, did you know David Koresh? Did you know David Koresh? You know, um, my cousins have property that their fence line backed up to it. And so the FBI actually took over their house. Wow. Oh my gosh, was that the house that they set up in by chance? Uh, the FBI set up in They yes. set up in it and that's where they did their communications from? I think they did the communications like out in the field, but they stayed there at their house. Cuz there was there was a like I, I there was a really good movie that they did on it that was like it wasn't a bunch of fluff. It was like this is really the real deal what happened and they show it to you from both sides. The Fed, uh-huh. the Fed side, and the Branch Davidian side, and they set up shop in a house, and that's where they, that's where they, they schemed everything and figured out how to make connections, w- you know, with David, and uh, it's so funny because I mean now with all that we know, with how things go down when it comes to the federal government. Like we were sold sort of a bill of like goods from the federal government that painted them to be these like awful people. Right. When I'm not saying that they weren't, they didn't have fault and stuff, but, uh, what we've learned from all the stuff that's come out is just like, you know, it's sad. It's such a sad story. And I remember that time period so well because it was, we had graduated. I think we graduated and we were, I was maybe we were off in college or something when we saw that happen. Um, or we would have been maybe a senior in high school when it had happened, one of the two, but it was around that time. Or I don't remember. Yeah. 94. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I would think it was, I think we were in college. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, that would have been our, uh, senior year, end of our senior year, beginning of, you know, often college years. So, right. I will say this. I got the question so much. People would ask me, Oh, did you know David Koresh? Yeah. Early just finally was like, my uncle died in the fire or, you know, something because you hear it all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, until, like I said, about 10 years ago, and now it's, do you know, Chip and Jojo? So, um, you know, from Magnolia, uh, fixer oh. upper on HGTV. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's why this this single man over here <laughs> did not understand who Chip and JoJo were. I didn't know yeah. if you that know, was some new, uh, a new true crime story that I was unfamiliar with. Yeah, right. No. Uh, but uh, <laughs> nope. In Waco, kind of wish that it was a true crime story because right. our have skyrocketed. Right. I've yeah. met them. They're very, very nice people. Cool. Um, but yeah, it 
the taxes are insane here now. Oh, I'm but. sure. Yeah, Mike Herrera from MXPX lives down there too. He's the singer from MXPX, which is a, a punk rock band from uh, back in. And that back the in Waco, yeah, the Branch Davidian era, you know, yeah, that, that, yeah mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, but he he um, moved there. He's from Seattle. He moved there a few years ago. He got to Texas as soon as he could. I get yeah, it. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Love. We, hey, I love Texas, and I'm from Oklahoma, uh, but yeah. I love that and, state. I really and do. not only that, Barry's a Sooner uh, die a fan. Hard. Die so hard. he's a diehard Sooner. Yeah. For, so for him to admit, yeah. uh, oh, not yeah. only just in private, but in public, yeah. Uh, on a you know on an international yeah. podcast now. It's a great he state. He loves Texas. It's you a know, great that's state. A big thing, no, it's know? a great state. Really is a great state. Yeah. I, I don't know that I could live anywhere else. I love going and visiting. I've been to Oklahoma many times, but really, Windstar, um, yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, but that's hilarious. Yeah, I used to live in Denton, and we would. This is probably so bad, but we would shut down the bars at two in the morning, and we would go with twenty bucks to Windstar. That's great. <laughs> well, you know, you guys are trying to legalize um, uh, sports betting now, and um, that could change things. Actually, we're trying to to legalize it as well because if you guys legalize that, it's going to strip a lot of our casino folks, especially from down there. Because yeah. they're gonna they're gonna either stay in Texas or people will go down to Texas to gamble. But uh, we're trying to get on that train too because we're gonna lose a lot of business if that happens. So, when, when, well, Seth, I love Windstar. I will yeah. continue to go to Windstar. That's great. When That's... Uh, when 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 we were young, uh, uh, we would uh, go to Texas to get uh, beer that was more than. Uh, 2.5% alcohol. Yeah, we nice. call it six-point um, beer is what we call six it. Six-point beer is what it was called in yep. Texas beer. It was legendary. Lone Star, we would, it, it, Lone, you would buy Lone Star just to show people you had it, basically. Well, and then uh, I don't think you got the long necks of the Lone Star, but they have the little puzzles on the bottom of the caps. So nope. really? I don't remember that. I think we just probably got I think we were more in, interested in bulk. Uh so probably a lot of I know it was a lot of cans. I remember one spring break uh where we made <laughs> we uh we stopped we went to New Mexico with some friends. We stopped in Texas uh and had another friend buy us a whole bunch of beer at Walmart and uh um we built a over the week we built a, a wall that was probably, I don't know, probably it was on the awning of a of a of a, of a fireplace in the cabin, but it was a really tall roof. So anyway, so it started off it started off probably four you know five feet off the ground wherever the awning would be, and it went to the ceiling. So it probably went up probably like ten can eight to ten cans tall and it was probably like 20 wide there was there was a whole bunch of wow. us drinking it a master and uh, we started because we wanted to do bit do a, pyra- a pyramid on it and but we just kept building up and up and up and okay. we had expand and so it was just a wall and we still had a bunch of beer left because it was super cheap lone star was super cheap yeah and we were you know poor college students and we were just you know so we had a we had a blast and last night there my buddy jeff and i um, who's often a contributor here on the podcast? Um, we decided we were going to finish off 
what was left of the beer, which did not happen, but we drank a lot. <laughs> and uh, at one point, um, our buddy Thomas, uh, who was just he was he he wasn't he was drinking with us, but he wasn't in on the challenge. Uh, but he had uh, our buddy Sam had passed out on the couch. We all had bedrooms upstairs, but Thomas took a can and he just threw it at the wall, and it like broke off you know i mean good dent in the, in the beer wall and some cans fell down and jeff and i just looked at each other with glee so we just started picking up cans and throwing it at the wall and so it's all come tumbling down oh yeah that's loud you know it's good coffin it's just tin or aluminum cans falling down and just you know and waking up everybody upstairs coming down to be like what's going on then they start we're laughing they start laughing our buddy sam slept right through it all <laughs> <laughs> amazing but that's but really I, cool. I, that's why that's one of the reasons I love Texas. So. <laughs> the Lone Star beer, yes. If you ever get a chance, get some bottles of Lone Star because the bottom of the cap is like a picture plus a picture plus a picture to where you have to like figure out what it is. Oh, well. oh okay. And imagine doing that drunk. Oh so, yeah. yeah, that's a fun time. Variety test, I think. <laughs> it's like what you can't do that, then you, you, you stop drinking. So the last time I had Lone Star actually was in New York City. Um, it was we were at a bar. It was the same night, Barry. It's the same night that um, I met uh, Jimmy Fallon. And that's a whole other story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, and this was yeah this was um, probably I think it was like 2004. So he was still on SNL back then. It was that was a even a good time. better. Yeah, yeah, but they had Lone Star beer, and uh, they were get. We were, I was in a band, we were playing, and so they were giving it to us for free, and uh, as payment, and uh, and we we were a thirsty band of four, and so we drank a lot of Lone Star beer. <laughs> <laughs> get this. We call it what's your weird story, right? But we don't limit it to weird stories. It's true. Sometimes we have crazy travel and epic adventure stories. Sometimes we do book reports and other special episodes. Sometimes we'll cover some weird news. Sometimes I'll see one of my oldest, dearest friends just dancing around and punching the air for five minutes before we sit down and record an episode. But hey, it's all good because it's fun to talk to people, to make new friends, to get in touch and reacquainted with old friends and hear amazing stories. Now, okay, so back to our supernatural subject matter. Uh, when you're a little girl, obviously, okay, so you had this experience and it freaked you out with the, the bitty lady. Mm -hmm. uh, did you ever, like, after that, were you too scared to mess with, the, did you ever do, like, um, like Bloody Mary or, no? <laughs> no, in fact, I mean, even as an adult, I'm going to turn on a light before I look in a mirror. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, we, were, we, 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 I mean, like the whole sliding glass door thing happened. And then this is not supernatural at all. But when I was about 12, I was babysitting and it just so happened. The baby was like asleep when I got there. I was just there in case he woke up 
and it was storming. And I remember looking out of a window and it was like a formal dining room window. And back in the day, you didn't really have curtains over those windows. It was just Mm -hmm. open windows. And I looked over when it lightened and somebody was looking in. Oh, man. And I'm... I'm fairly convinced now as an adult that it was probably one of my friends that knew I was there. Oh, God. That's still scary, though. Yeah. And I have the whole sliding glass door thing, but now I have the whole open window thing. uh, (laughs) So it's, I'm just scarred windows in general. When I was a kid, uh, there was this sort of like folklore thing going around for a while where it was like, the, you know, people will talk about like somebody came and um, somebody came and like uh, uh, did donuts in our yard or something like, you know, like somebody just showed up at like in the middle of the night and like did something. And it was like terrifying because mm-hmm. you know, this is before you had mass communication or anything like that. So you're like, oh, my God, what if that happens? You know, oh. uh, and as a kid, I was just like. I don't know. I'd fixate on that. I would be like, God, I hope nobody shows up. And, you know, because things like that would happen, like these weird things, you know, or mm-hmm. like, you know. Well, you lived out in the country. And then also you discovered that yeah. one of those weird things happened was a uh, someone who was stalking your sister. That's true. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's true. Yes. That's a crazy ass story. Yeah. Yeah. We've got that's a couple of ep- that's early episodes. You'll have to go yeah. and check those out. Yeah. So did y'all grow up in Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Barry yeah. and I grew up together. We've known each other all our lives. We've been best friends all our lives. Um, and so um, that's why I, I know all these, you know, these these stories about Barry and that he forgets. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah. Really yeah. Cool though, because my best friend and I are about to start a podcast. Oh, cool. awesome! So, yeah. True crime. So okay, oh, great. Excellent. Hey, well, when you get up and going, let us know, and uh, we'll, we'll we can have talk to both of you guys on, yep. and then we can you know promote you uh, as well because that's yep. that's always awesome. We love true crime as well. Awesome. Um, We're very excited because I I was a dispatcher for eight and a half years. Oh wow! Yeah, you want more weird stories? I bet you got yes, some stories. Yeah. Oh, if you got time. <laughs> We got money. I mean, well, not really, but we got the time as well. If you want, if you got anything that stands out I right mean, now, there's just like obviously the story that made me want to end my dispatching career always stands out. Was it Chip and JoJo? Uh, no, <laughs> it was it was much worse than that. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll tell that one, and then I'll tell a funny one. How's that? Okay, that perfect. Helps. We can lighten the mood a little bit. Okay. Um, I took a 911 call for a 14-year-old girl that had committed suicide. Oh. It was her mom that called. And, um, you know, it. I'm sorry. I know it's really, yeah. it, it's really upsetting, you know? Yeah. Um, and... It was her mom that called, and so I'm I'm listening to her mom who found her, and um, you know after the fact I kept thinking I did everything wrong, you know like I didn't let the police go in first. I wanted to make sure that the ambulance got there, knowing that there was nothing I could do. You know what I mean? Right. Um, 
but it brought back memories because we had an officer that had committed suicide and, and one of the last calls that he took was involving the family. And so it was just, it was really, really, really rough. And I, I definitely went through counseling and everything and I had been doing it for eight and a half years and I was just like, I, I can't anymore. I can't. Um, well, it takes a special person to be able to do that yeah. and do it well, because you've got to be like a, be able to have that ability to disassociate, you know, yeah. from the, the natural reactions of that you as a human being have to yeah. the, this what's the situation that's going on. Because you know, a you do want to help first and foremost, but at the same time. You know, you've got to maintain your your emotional response because, you know, yeah. you can't compound a, an issue by reacting in an emotional with your emotions. Exactly. I would not I would not be a good no. uh, one of those. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. I appreciate that you did that for so long. Yep. Um, but, you know, I kind of screwed myself in the process because I left there. And I went to go do emergency management, and now I work for the local advocacy center, and I'm the crisis hotline coordinator. So I oh, go to goodness. the hospital with sexual assault survivors. So I'm there for them when they go to get their exams done and stuff like that. So, well, you know. well, well, bless you for doing that. No kidding. That's, that is heavy, heavy work. That's heavy emotional work and lifting and and something that's just so required, so needed. Yeah. And and somebody needs that they and you know, people need to have people in their corner at that time. Right. You know, especially and so, you know, uh, you know, I uh, uh, we appreciate the fact that again, that you do that and that you're helping you. out. Uh, just you know your fellow fellow human beings because we've got too much of you know not not getting along at, in the world I guess yeah well okay let me tell you my funny story this will be a good one for you a dispatch funny story okay um, I got a nine one one call and when I answered the lady is hyperventilating on the phone mm-hmm. and I'm like. You know, 911, where's your emergency? She's hyperventilating. I'm like, okay, ma'am, I need you to take a deep breath and tell me what's going on. And she says, I'm in my car. I can't get it to start. And all the doors are locked and I can't get out. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> thinking there's got to be a camera. So, like, this is candid camera yeah. for now. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay. Um, have you tried to manually unlock your door? Oh, you know, and so she gets the door open, the alarm goes off. I'm like, okay, what about a click? Like, do you have a clicker? Yes, but it's not working. Okay, maybe the battery's out. Do you have another one? Oh, well, yeah, there's one in the house. Okay, perfect. Maybe that. So by the end of the call, everything's great. But it was definitely, I was thinking, there's got to be a camera somewhere. Oh, That's hilarious. Bless her heart. That lady was just, well, you know, look, even the best of us at some point, you get into panic mode. Yeah, man. Yeah. And you get yourself overwhelmed. And, I mean, she's hyperventilating and she's calling 911. So, obviously, she's at that point. She's where in crisis mode. 
Yeah. Yeah. Where you just, you, but you, you don't think straight. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's another reason we need people like you who can keep a level head and, and right. do that to help her open her car door. That's one of those. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those things I think that you just, you, if I'm that person, if I'm that lady, I just, I go back into bed and I just start, I start anew. Yeah. Let's yeah. wait till yeah. tomorrow. Do over. Yeah. My officers were a little bit irritated at me because they wanted to know what this lady looked like that called freaking out because she couldn't get out of her car. <laughs> Listen, your favorite dispatcher fixed it. It's all good. That's so, so funny. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of responsibility at being a dispatcher. There's a lot of things that you have to be so careful about, like yeah. getting information passing that information along in a way that's concise that the other person on the under end can understand mm -hmm. letting them know what kind of situation they're walking into like that's like i've heard yeah. so the caller and the officers and fire and emts like everybody right is there yeah. a good training process for that there's a very lengthy training process okay good yeah, especially now, here. Yeah, do they do they offer you, you know, uh, counseling as well? Yeah. Okay, good yeah. because that's something that you know should be offered to to you guys for doing that because again, yeah, that's heavy heavy emotional yes. lifting there to help your community to help people out. That's that's wild. It's wow. definitely not an easy job. I will say this. Like dispatching will be in my blood until the day I die, you know, even though I'm not doing it now. Yeah. It will forever be in my blood. Sure. Yeah. My brother-in-law is an EMT. And okay. It's the same kind of thing. I mean, you know, not, I mean, I know that there's varying well, deg degrees. Under, you know. Yeah, right. In Texas, they consider dispatchers first responders. Yeah. Mm. Right. So not every state does that, but our-, sure. our yeah. Designate them yeah. as. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, any any type of you know. And then my my um my brother in law is a retired fire chief and. Okay. He's got a lot of crazy stories. I bet. I bet you could listen to some really crazy stuff. But on the flip side, like you have to have a morbid sense of humor. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. of course. Any like that and so yeah i think a lot of people don't understand it you know yeah 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 um, but yeah that's it through it you know right yeah. well yeah it's yeah. That, that gallows humor it's the same thing with well you know people who when you when you're dealing with death you yeah. you know you have to be able to see a light or a funny side of it you have to be able to find laughter in it because you know the, how else the, you yeah, 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 and we know that laughter. You know, I mean, laughter release. It's for your for your being, for your body, and for your being. It releases, uh, you know, a lot of those things that you know accumulate when you're, uh, uh, you know, like when you're dealing with trauma. Uh, right. So you've got to be able to, you know, kind of work your way through, and that is why they say laughter is the best medicine. Um, yeah, and. Um, you know, because Big Pharma can never get their patent on laughter. Um, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. True that. But, yeah. But, yeah. So, that's great. 
That's amazing. Okay, I got one question for you, though. Okay. What do you think about aliens? Okay. Good. Not illegal aliens that are coming from Mexico. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it, we've got to clarify. You are in right. Texas. We want to clarify that. Right. No. <laughs> uh, I believe in them. I've ne- obviously never seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, I one time thought that I saw a UFO. I still don't know if I did. Okay. I just know that it creeped me out. And for a long time afterwards, like anytime I would hear a noise like that, I would get freaking like I would go kind of crazy. Wow. But I was just outside. Okay. Okay. And so I was outside and I heard this noise and I looked up and I mean, it very easily could have been a plane, but it didn't sound like a plane. Um, and so every once in a while you hear the sound. I haven't heard it in a long time, but it definitely stuck. What, uh, what did, did it have a discernible shape? Um, what did it look like? No, I couldn't see a shape. I could see lights. Well, okay. Was there a formation? No, no, that's the thing. Like, you know, like, yeah, I don't. It's probably been six or seven years ago now. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, legitimately, it probably was a plane. Um, because it had, like, lights like a plane. Yeah. But just the noise, like the sound it made was just... Were they blinking or were they solid? Do you remember? I honestly don't remember. Yeah. yeah. And well, it was almost like... Um, the only, the best way I can explain it, if you, I'm sure you've watched nine eleven stuff, yeah. but like the sound of the plane coming in only much higher pitch than that. Okay. Hmm. So almost like a plane, but much louder. Okay. Than that Interesting. Interesting. I heard. Okay. Interesting. Something that, well, then if it was, if it's higher pitch, like that means it was moving really fast. Right. Um, well, I mean, you know, hey, you can technically claim that it's a UFO because you don't know what it was, right? So, that's so you technically that's right, that's by definition, you you have a UFO or UAP as the government calls them, yeah. Um, Barry and I have both seen the government like believes in them because now they're coming. All this stuff. So yeah. Right. Well, government's believed in has known about them for a long time. <laughs> you right. know, they're just now admitting it because they kind of have to, with all the leaks and everything. Right. Um, yeah. Barry and I both seen. Uh, we both seen a uh, a triangular light shape where there was like three lights in a triangle formation. Uh, over in where we close to where, well, in Oklahoma. Um, but in a certain rain area, a different area that we saw it. Um, and I've seen like, you know, just like the dots, the balls of light flying through the sky, doing crazy speeds and doing, you know, and making turns that, you know, our planes can't make and can't do. And they don't have the same kind of lighting as the, um, so yeah. So the star Starlink is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. That's freaky. That's freaky looking. It get is, you, I yeah. saw those not too long ago, and I was like, I don't know what I just saw. I even posted it on Facebook. Yeah. I don't know uh, uh, in the sky, but yeah. um, and a lot of people were like, oh, it was Starlink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there was yeah. a lot of people that were just <laughs> like you, like I don't know what this is because <laughs> I got I got some people sending me like stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and one of our buddies sent me, you know, and it was it was Starlink. We figured it out, but like this is you know the things I saw. I know what the I mean. I've seen satellites. I know what they look like aside mm-hmm. from Starlink. I didn't see Starlink, but I've seen video. Um, and it, like if you're looking at the sky and you see a dot that looks just like a regular star or anything, and it just keeps going and it goes in a straight line over the entire, you know, one end of the horizon to the other, that's a satellite, uh, you know. And, of course, we know what meteorites or shooting stars look like because they, right. you know, they come in and then, they, you know, they leave a trail and then they, you know, either vanish or they, you know, go into the horizon and hit the earth maybe, but not many hit the earth. So, you know, what we know what that looks like. But when you see something like, you know, behaving unusual, that is not like you know what we know planes and or even helicopters can do. Yeah, and, and you see, you know, I mean, then you, by by definition, that's a UFO. Yeah. So, you know, you I'll can claim it. That <laughs> we get a lot here. Um, SpaceX mm-hmm. is outside of Waco, and we hear them all the time. But another thing that my coworkers and I were talking about actually yesterday at work, we had a. Delayed start to work because of the roads. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't really that bad. Yeah. Um, but um, Fort Hood has been really loud here lately. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. a from where I'm at. I mean, I'm closer to Fort Hood than Waco because I'm out. Um, but from where I'm at, it's probably a good at least 45 miles. Okay. Um, in fact, we were talking about Monday night. Like, it was so loud, I thought that something exploded outside. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, they could be doing drills yes. of some sort. Um, I know I lived uh, in a town. It was an Air Force town. And uh, about once a year, they would have drills and uh, at one one place that I lived was really close to the base, and um, I there are a few times that I woke up to these loud thunderous bomb kind of sounds, mm-hmm. and they were running drills on the base of like if somebody had invaded the base, right? Uh, and so you know potentially that's that but, you know speaking of invading bases um another really funny story right when covid started and you know they were saying that they thought it was from like foreign countries and all of this stuff yeah just so happened there had been an air show here and tstc used to be an air force base here in waco and I'm sitting outside, and all of a sudden, I hear this really loud noise, and I'm like, what is going on? And these fighter jets flew over, and I was like, we are getting invaded. What in the world going <laughs> it, The Blue Angels going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. But, I mean, it was right in the middle of all of that conspiracy, and I was like, we're, we're getting attacked. <laughs> You're having red, yeah. red Dawn flashbacks right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was crazy. Wow. You know, I mean, I've always said, and I said Fort Hood. It's actually Fort Cavazos now. Okay. Shit. But, you know, I've always said that I live in the wrong area because we have Fort Cavazos. Bush has a ranch out here. Um, 
there's we have SpaceX now, you know, I mean, there's so many different things. And so at one point, you know, like I said, I, I lived in Denton for a while and I I was like, I'm getting away from here. I'm good. One of the FEMA headquarter buildings was right down the road from my apartment. And I'm like, really? Like, I can't get away. I just can't get away. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's but. amazing. That's amazing. Okay. So do you have a name for your podcast yet? Or Yes. Okay. So it's called Jail Mail okay. Podcast. Okay. Um, so my, my best friend is a forensic psychologist. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's, she's really good. Um, and so we're the basic premises of it. We're writing prisoners to get their side of the story. Okay. Um, but we're not going to do any in Texas because she eventually wants to get back into the prison system. Mm. And so we're going to do other States. I will give a little hint that we did get a letter back from a prisoner. It was a huge case. I, like, I can't even hold it in. I'm, it's just going to be out there. Um, it's a huge case from California that everybody has heard of. Okay. Um, the person you may not have heard of, unless you're just really into true crime like me and you've read all the books, it's Bruce Davis. Um, was he the one that was on the dating show? No, that's Rodney Paula. Yeah, okay. I could talk serial killers for days. Amazing. Um, Actually, my welcome, Matt, says, welcome, let's talk about serial killers. (laughs) (laughs) I need that. Bruce Davis killed for Manson. Oh. Okay. Wow. It's like, I'll tell you anything you want to know. He said, I'm in my 80s, so I may not remember everything, but... I'll tell you anything you want to know. Just let me know. Wow. Yeah. I I met a guy who was a prisoner, a prison guard where uh, Manson was held. Oh. And he had some interaction with him. And uh, that was pretty wild. He and he was like, dude, he was like, everything you think, just multiply that by 10. He was yeah. absolutely wild yeah yeah that is one person that i am really kind of sad died i mean not really but like and especially my best friend brooke like she's like i wanted to study his brain yeah 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 Yeah. um so yeah we were really excited that he was the first to write us back and i mean he he was not involved in tate LaBianca. But if you have read Helter Skelter um, or, you know, watched anything about it, they were involved in um, a, the killing of Bobby, not Bobby Beausoleil. He was one of the people. Um, Harry Hinman, he was a music mm-hmm. teacher. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was there um, at one point with Manson um, for that. And then Donald Shorty Shea, the farmhand, he okay. killed. Wow. Yeah, man, so, wow, that's gonna that's be amazing. Looking for, yeah, yeah, that's something to look I'm, forward to. I'm for excited. Sure. Re- I think it's gonna be really good. I mean, we do have caveats in there, like because of my job, we're not gonna do any sexual assault cases. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and again, no Texas cases. Yeah. But other than that, it's pretty open. Um, 
as to what we, you know, who we talk to and stuff like that. Great. If you have any suggestions, let me know. I mean, absolutely. That's great. What, uh, do you have a, uh, email or Instagram, any social media set up for that yet? We do. We're on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Um, all jail mail podcast. Um, the email is jailmailpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're just, I think maybe on Facebook it's just jail mail, but, um, yeah, we're, we're set up. I'm not an Instagram person, but she is, and she's not a person, but I am. So we're working it out together. We actually met a production company here in Waco that was going to produce it. Uh And then they kept changing their parameters. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, what we like to call broke up with them. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we, I have a really good friend actually that is a singer and has all of the equipment. Great. And has a studio and she's like, I want y'all to come and do it here. Like, let's, let's do this. Great. So I good. think we're going to do that. And I used to have a podcast when I was a dispatcher. So I know the whole editing process and all of that. So good. that's that's you know that's the scariest part for some reason uh you know you know figuring doing the edits but you know i'm i am very fortunate that my best friend and co-host over here uh is an was an it is an audio engineer went to school for that so you know he so we had that going for us going into it but um so that's it can be intimidating though uh the technical stuff but Honestly, it's getting it started and getting it in motion and, you know, doing it. Yeah. Once you get into that that rhythm, you know, that production rhythm. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. And like I said, you know, I had another one. So I I know the ins and outs. Cool. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, good. Um, What's the uh, the launch date? Any anything decided yet, or we're not? Let it... I mean, the first time that we recorded was around this time last year. Okay, we recorded several episodes, but they never gave them to us, so we're gonna have to redo them. Oh, that's so, a bummer. Yeah, and we just moved. We actually just moved into a new house together last month, um, and so. Life has just been really crazy, so we just yeah. have it on the back burner. But we are getting ready to get it up cool. and run, cool. running, so it well, shouldn't be. Too- we should get you both the back to come back on when yeah, you get when, absolutely when you get awesome. yeah you get it going. Yeah, we'll yeah. have it, we'll have a good time. Yeah, that would be awesome. I know she was so nervous, and then whenever we actually sat down to record, she was like, "I mean, that was amazing. It was just so conversational." Yeah. And I was like, "That's." Is. That's great. Yep. I mean, just forget about the microphone. We're just talking. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yep. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, good for you. Uh, yeah. We look forward to hearing that, and I know our listeners will definitely check that out. We get a lot of true crime folks that listen. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And so uh, that's fantastic. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Amy, for coming on. Thanks yes. for having me. This was fun. Yes, this was a blast. Those are, I'm going to try and do a deep dive into the bitty lady. Uh, see if I can find anything. Yeah. 
And uh, if any of our anybody listening out there has ever heard of the Biddy Lady, please let us know, uh, and we can pull information uh, because that is just bizarre and. Uh, uh, wow, I'm just yeah, still like uh, just gave me re chills just now. So. <laughs> great, awesome. Well, thanks again, Amy. Um, this was a blast, and good luck with uh, the launching. Thank you so much. Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird, dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what? If any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a T-shirt, get a hold of us. Maybe it'll happen. Amy, thank you so much for coming on. Great conversation. Always it's cool whenever you have somebody come on, we talk about something, and then that leads to other things. I think that we uh, mm-hmm. we, we really revel in those moments. And uh, but I gotta I gotta say the the uh, the Biddy Lady story was really quite interesting, quite interesting indeed, Ben. So yeah, so I I I did what I said. I did. I went into a, a deep dive or attempted deep dive. Uh, into researching the Biddy Lady, and I couldn't find anything. I found all sorts of biddies. I found all sorts of ladies, yeah. uh, and different meanings of both of those words. Uh, but the two of them together, uh, as far as in connection with the supernatural kind of thing, or even an urban legend, or or whatever, nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. which is very bizarre. Very dude. bizarre, and very, even. Yeah. You know, and she saw the the Oprah episode, and then she can't find that again. Yeah. So yeah, it's just strange. And yeah. she's you know she's down, she's very down to earth. Yeah. Um. You yeah. know, so she's not like creating this whole cloth or anything like right. that. She, yeah. This is a, something that happened to her. Yeah. And it, obviously, it's affected her, her entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And who can blame her? That's a freaky ass thing. It's like. Like the ring kind of a thing, you yeah, know? Right. Yeah, um, for sure. For sure, man. No, it's it's great. And then I, you know, I always love dispatcher stories. You know, I'm I'm such oh, a dude. I love watching shows that have to do with that kind of stuff. And uh it's, yeah. she's she's man, she's lived an interesting, colorful life. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And you know, the fact that she has that connection beyond just living in Waco but having the family connection to you know the the house that wow. was taken over yes. and used uh, as an F- FBI base during Amazing. that whole debacle yes um wow just wow wow not dude. everybody has that story uh, no no uh, but we appreciate it 
hearing it, you know, and again, it's another kind of another example of uh, we start off one place with one story and then we just through our talking, yeah. uh, you know, you, you people start to realize, oh, here's this other story that I've had that, you know what, it's probably unusual yeah, yep. uh, to other people, you know, it's it's. You know, everybody's experienced their own life. They've had their own experiences to them. Yep. And oftentimes, you know, those are not unusual experiences. But when you weigh them against somebody else's, uh, yes. you know, you've got, you've got some stories to share. Because uh, absolutely. You know, your experience is unique. Yes. And uh, especially unique experiences like, like the Biddy Lady and, and all of that. Absolutely. Yeah, any of those stories, nurse stories, we always love having nurses on. Anybody involved mm-hmm. in uh, in that world, we always love to hear stories about those things. And, you know, maybe you have a, a crazy uh, uh, story about when you were in high school. Our, our 30-year mm-hmm. reunion's coming up this year. Maybe you've got something crazy that you guys did as, a, as kids that you look back on and you're thinking, why, how, uh, you know, how were how we not pr- uh, put in jail for that kind of stuff? Uh, anything like how that. We, how, how did we survive right. our teenage years? That's a it. lot of those, because we've got a lot of those stories that we have told yeah. and that we cannot tell. Um, <laughs> True. We love, yeah, we would love to hear those kind of stories <laughs> as well. We love those high school hijinks and stuff you did as a kid. And if you're a weird kid, any things that you did as a kid, you know, we just love, uh, you know, we love our bread and butter of our Bigfoot and UFOs and ghost stories and and psychics. But we also love just the normal everyday kind of weirdness. The yeah. kind of you know. How did I survive? Yeah, not just I survived, but how did I survive? My own stupidity stories. <laughs> we love those too. Absolutely. Maybe you play in butter. Who knows? Uh, you know, yeah. the <laughs> there are stranger things in life. We want to hear about it. Uh, yeah, That's butter right. fetishes. Come on. <laughs> oh wow! What a what? great yeah. Oh. Now we're getting way off topic. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we, uh, so yes, join us, um, tell us your story, share your stories with us. Uh, you can contact us on our website where we have all of our episodes for free to listen and download. It's, uh, of course, www.whatsyourweirdstory.com, Y-E-R, because we're folksy. Um, you can follow us on our social media and contact us through Facebook and Instagram. And you can share your stories stories uh, there. You can email us your stories and write them out if you don't want to talk to us uh, or talk on the, on the mic. Uh, we know some people are mic shy. That's cool. You can write them out and we can have them read on the podcast. We still want to hear your stories uh, because you're what make us go. And we've got, you know, we're very fortunate to still have lots of good stuff coming down the line and uh, ahead of us and a lot of cool, cool stories that are uh, going to be shared into your ear holes. I love I love that. I'll never get tired of that. Yeah. So uh, also one note, um, if you do love what we're doing here on the podcast uh, and you want to help us out, um, we, uh, you know, we do this for free, uh, but if you feel like you want to help us out a little bit with our, uh, 
our finances to you know to support uh, uh, the uh, production of the of the podcast. Uh, we opened up a Buy Me Coffee. Uh, account. Uh, um, if you've not heard of that, you can go to this account. It's buy me a coffee. I should say a coffee. So buy me a coffee. dot com backslash weird story, and then uh, you can throw a couple of bucks our way. Um, if uh, you know, if it's if if you feel like it. If not, that's totally cool. We appreciate you being here and listening every week. And uh, we we love it, and we love contact with you guys, and um, you know we we love having uh, these conversations both on and off the mic. Um, but like I said, if you want to buy coffee, go to buymeacoffee.com backslash weird story. I, th- I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded right. It's it's new. We're, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, so thanks again, Weirdsville. Uh, we will be seeing you next time and, uh, we will have more stories from this weird universe of ours with, Ooh, with Barnaby Jones. Nice. Yes. That's a good one. Yes. Barnaby Jones, not the Barnaby Jones, uh, that your parents and grandparents may know from television. Um, but Barnaby Jones, the a great man, person. a great man in, in his own right. Yeah, yeah, yes, indeed, with ghost stories and cryptid stories. Ooh, exciting! Exciting! Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. I'm Adam Beebe. That's Barry Johnston. See you next week. Until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe. Be weird. Stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.